afternoon, America, and welcome to the Dean's List. Well, last week, Education Secretary Miguel Cardona gave an interview to the Associated Press. And in that interview, he revealed the um, the nature and the attitude, not only of himself, but really of the entire Democrat Party. So my question to the Republicans in Congress is, I, I, I saw that they are bringing the salary to $1, or in some cases to zero for some of these department heads. Did you see that? It's under a... Uh, particular rule they're using. And so I suggest that maybe they do the same for Education Secretary Miguel Cardana. Um, uh, you know, maybe we just, if they're not going to impeach these people, I, I guess they're following the route of bringing their salaries to, to zero. Actually, the, the entire Department of Education just needs to be uh, removed um, disbanded, shut down, boarded up, I don't know, you name it, the Department of Education at the federal level, it just it shouldn't exist, in my opinion. It Education is a local matter, and it should stay local, even though the federal government would love to get their tentacles into it. It should not be a thing. Well, we're going to listen to some clips by the Education Secretary. I had hoped to have gotten into this last week, didn't get to it, but we're going to dive into it today. All right, you're listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. I'm Dean Bowen. Let's let's dive right into clip number one with uh, the, the education secretary in an interview that he's having with the AP. said that public education and public schools are under attack. I'm wondering whether... That's something that other education secretaries have had to grapple with. You know, I've been in education, uh, you know, about 25 years, um, not including the time I was in higher ed as a student. Uh, I've never seen it where it is now. There was civility. We could disagree. We could have healthy conversations. Um, around what's best for kids. I respect differences of opinion. I don't have too much respect for people that are misbehaving in public and then acting as if they know what's right for kids. Or people that have a problem when we're trying to provide some support to folks who are buried in debt and complain about a $10,000 support for thousands of their constituents but are okay taking over a million dollars in loan forgiveness themselves as an elected official. That hypocrisy, I, I want to call it out at the top of this conversation because there's a team that's fighting for kids and there's a team that's fighting against kids. Well, he is 100% correct on his last statement. There is a team that's fighting for kids and there's a team that's fighting against kids. That is clear. That is absolutely clear. And if you listen to yesterday's show and my interview with Aaron Lee, if you have not heard that, uh, you need to go back and listen to it. Pull it up on podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast. This is this is an interview you are going to want to listen to. If you have a child in public school, especially in Colorado, if you live in Colorado, <laughs> uh, notify your friends and family, uh, locate the podcast, send it to them, because they need to hear what she says. 
there is definitely a team that's fighting for kids and a team that's fighting against kids. The education secretary nails that one. He uh, he knocks that one out of the park. He's 100% correct. I don't know which, well, I do know which team he's on. And he's not on the team he thinks he's on. Actually, he knows which team he's on. He knows. He's going to tell you that he's fighting for kids. Uh, he is not on that team. He is definitely not on that team. So the question is, here, the question that the AP asks him, uh, the uh, the interviewer says, "Public, you, you've said public education is under attack. And, you know, while he's asking this, you know, Cardano's just, he's got this little smirk on his face. If you go back and watch the interview, he's kind of smirking about it. Um, I don't know what that smirk means, but the question is, you've said public education is under attack. Have other education secretaries had to grapple with this? Uh, have they had to grapple with, with the things that you've had to grapple with? <laughs> I mean, do, you, do you hear the tone in the question? So 93%, research will tell you this, this is an actual thing. 93% of what is communicated is not in the words. Instead, it, it's in the tone, it's in the body language, it's in the facial expressions. And just listen to the tone. Have other education secretaries had to grapple with this? You know, you 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 sit in this office. You are the are the secretary of the Department of Education, and you have said the Department of Education is under attack. Your department is at war. Have others have others sat who who have sat in your chair? Have they had to grapple with this? Have they had to? to go through the battle that, that, that you're going through, if they had to deal with this, this horribleness that you've had to deal with, Mr. Education Secretary. And then he tells us, you know, how long he's been in education, 25 years, he says. And then he says, uh, I've never seen it where it is now. There was civility. Yes, there was once a time when there was civility. Mr. Education Secretary, we would agree. We've never seen it where it is now. We have never seen uh, a situation where a school board would, would not allow uh, parents to come in and express their complaints about textbooks that are in their school's libraries. We've never seen that. There used to be civility. Actually, I, I would add to that quote, there used to be common sense. There, there used to be people that sat on the school boards that had common sense that would absolutely not allow pornographic material in the school libraries. We've never seen it where it is now. There, there was civility, he said. We could disagree, he said. We could have healthy conversations around what's best for kids. Uh, we still can have those healthy conversations. Matter of fact, we're trying to have those conversations, but your side shuts us down. Your, shot, your, your, your side removes parents from school board meetings. 
Matter of fact, it was your side, Mr. Secretary, who um, convinced the National School Board Association to write a letter to Merrick Garland suggesting that these parents should be investigated as domestic terrorists under the Patriot Act. That was your side. That was your side who 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 called out the FBI on these parents. Yeah, we agree. We've never seen it where it is now. There used to be civility. We could disagree. We could have healthy conversations around what's best for kids, but those days are gone. We can't have healthy conversations anymore because your side won't allow it. Your your, your side would, would rather shut down the voice of, of parents. Um, you know, so if indeed public education is under attack, as you say it is, it's it is that way because that's that's what you've created. That's that's what you want. This is it, this and that and that's probably why he's smirking there, because this is this is exactly what he wants. I respect difference of opinion, he said. But I I don't have too much respect for people who are misbehaving in public and then acting as if they know what's right for kids. So it, is he talking about parents there? Is he talking about parents who come to school board meetings and they are visibly upset because what they are learning about what's happening in these schools is that who he says is misbehaving in public? And then acting as if they know what's right for kids. How dare they come to a school board and misbehave and 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 get upset and then act like they know what's right for their kids? How dare they? Don't they know that they don't know what's right for their kids? Of course they don't. I do. I sit in the in the high and mighty chair of secretary of the Department of Education. I know what's right. I know what's best. Not these sniveling, whining little parents. Yes, I respect a difference in opinion, but I don't have much respect for people who are misbehaving in public. How dare they show up and misbehave, thinking that they know what's right for kids, peasants. I mean, that's what it that's what it feels like. That's what it seems like. And then he he ends it. There's a team that's fighting for kids, and there's a team that's fighting against kids. And we see it clearly. We absolutely see it clearly. If you heard the interview yesterday, you you heard Aaron Lee describe a little bit about the lawsuit that she has with the school in Colorado and how this school claims that it's her parenting that caused her little girl to want to write a suicide note. It's because of, of, of Aaron and her husband. When in fact, this little girl had no, she didn't even know what suicide meant before being invited to an art club, which turned out to be a GSA which then turned out to convince her that she uh, is actually a boy. 
trapped inside a girl's body. And then told her, you know, because of this, she's probably going to want to commit suicide. And then, you know, convinced her that um, her parents would would try to to talk her out of this. Um, but hey, you can you know you can call us, you can chat with us on Discord and WhatsApp, and your parents don't have to know. All right, this is going on. And six months into this, you know, the little girl wants to commit suicide because she's struggling with why would God make her a boy in a girl's body? How could God get it so terribly wrong? So, yeah, there's a team that's fighting for kids and there's a team that's fighting against kids. We see it clearly. He sees it. He knows. He knows exactly what he's saying. Hence that little smirk. He's got this smirk on his face when the Associated Press reporter says, you've said public education is under attack. And he's smirking. And he, he knows public education is, he knows why it's under attack. Because he knows what, what he and the Democrats have done to bring us to this place. He, he knows exactly what they've done. They have brought public education to this place where, where parents are fed up. They're tired of having their rights ripped from them via the public education system. Parents just want to be left alone. They want, they want to raise the kids the way that they see fit. They want to extol their own values upon their own children. And, and they don't want to have to worry about their son or daughter going to school one gender and coming home another. Because, well, in the case of Aaron Lee, that's exactly what happened. And it makes us wonder, how, how often is this going on? How much more often is this happening and the parents don't realize it? The parents don't know what's happening. Because in that art club, you know, Aaron Lee explains that that the art teacher and this activist that she invited into the, the club, that the mantra was what you hear in here, keep in here. And how many other little kids are going home and what they hear in the art club, they're keeping in the art club and they're not sharing it. Fortunately for Aaron, her daughter you know, talked about it. She didn't, I guess the mantra wasn't hammered home well enough. Although the little girl did say that the art teacher, you know, at the end of the class pulled her aside and said, now remember, you don't need to tell your, your parents about this. Anytime an adult says to a little child or a middle schooler or an adolescent, it, anytime these words come out of, of the lips of the adult, you don't have to tell your parents about this. Uh, there is nefarious deeds taking place. There is nefarious activity. And they know what they're doing. They get it. Mr. Secretary knows what's happening. You know, he has said that public education is under attack to make it sound like he, you know, little old him, 
He's, you know, he's, he's being attacked. He's, you know, he's just out here trying to be a public servant. That's all. Yeah. He's just out here trying to do his best, just serving the public the best he knows. And these mean old parents are attacking him and they're attacking the traditions, the longstanding traditions of public school education. Well, he didn't say longstanding traditions. The the longstanding traditions of public school educations have education has long since been removed. Actually, the attack started in the 1960s. That's when the attack against public education began. Actually, you know, we've we've documented it. It began long before the 60s, but in the 60s is when it surfaced. That's when it came to be. That's when it came to light in the 60s. So um, Mr. Cardana, you know, who says the public education system is under attack. Um, yeah, that's that's been happening a long, long time ago. Long time ago. It's just now we're to the point that, you know, parents just want their kids back. They just want their kids back. All right. Uh, well, there it is. That's that's clip number one. We, unfortunately, we have more clips to hear from. I know, I know. We'll pick it up on the other side. This is the Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution, the miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. 
Welcome back to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. America Out Loud is a leading voice in the rise of the new media. It is America's premier news network where smart people go to get their news and information. We are happy to have you on board. Welcome to the Dean's List. Congratulations on being one of the smart ones. All right, we are talking about the Education Secretary, Cardona. Cardona, Cardona, I, I don't know, how, how how do you pronounce his name? Cardona, maybe, Cardona. He gave an interview with the Associated Press uh, last week, a few days ago, actually, and it it caused a ruffle. Uh, you know, parents are upset about it, as they should be. You know, if you if if you go back and and hear his answer to the question, uh, you said public education is under attack. Have other education secretaries had to grapple with this? And then he says, "No, never. In my twenty five years of education, I've never seen it where it is now. There was civility. We could disagree. We could have healthy conversations around what's best for. I've never seen it this bad." This is the worst it's ever been. And I can tell you it's not my fault. You want to know whose fault it is? It's the fault of those mangy parents over there. Those mangy parents down there in Loudoun County. Those those mangy parents out there in Chino Valley, California. It's their fault. I respect difference of opinion, he says. I don't have... Too much respect for people who are misbehaving in public. I can have a, a, a healthy respect for differing opinions, but not if you're going to misbehave in public. I can't respect that. How dare you? And then act as if you know what's right for kids. Yeah, I mean, that's what he said. He didn't say it in, in that tone. I'm, I'm kind of giving you my own translation of it. But those are his words. Those were his words that it, it used to be, we used to have civility, and now we have people misbehaving. It's not like it used to be. People used to come to school board meetings, and they used to address the school board with respect. There was civility. You could have a, a discussion between adults about you know what's best for kids. We can't have that now. No, we have people misbehaving, acting like they know what's best for their children. Mr. Secretary, you are 100% correct. There used to be civility. We used to be able to come to school board meetings and just have, you know, polite conversations. But in those days, the school boards weren't trying to ram pornography uh, into the libraries of our schools. Yeah, that's right. And in those days, Mr. Secretary, the schools weren't allowing uh, boys to use girls' bathrooms. Mr. Secretary, in those days, the schools weren't allowing boys to to change in girls' locker rooms, Mr. Secretary. Yeah, yeah. In those days, Mr. Secretary, schools weren't actively grooming our children, Mr. Secretary. Yeah, and in those days, kindergartners were taught, oh, what, what were they taught? They were taught their numbers. They were taught their letters. They were taught perhaps a little bit how to read and write, Mr. Secretary, they weren't taught gender fluidity. A gender unicorn did not make an appearance in the kindergarten classroom, Mr. Secretary, back in those days when we used to have civility. 
Yeah, there was no there was no appearance of a gender unicorn, Mr. Secretary. And and you know, while while the interviewer is asking him, you said public education is under attack. He's got this little smirk on his face. I'm 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 here to tell you it's it's a known fact. It's been researched. This is a thing. 93%, maybe even higher, 93% of, of communication happens not through the spoken word. It happens through the the tone, the facial expressions, the the body movement, the that little smirk that Mr. Secretary gave while the question was being asked, communicated more than his little measly answer. That smirk. All right. If your department, if you really feel like your department is under attack by a vile force, are you smirking about it? Is there a smirk on your face? I, I, I don't think so. But he knows the truth. If public education is under attack or is being attacked, he, he actually knows who's attacking it. And it's not parents at school board meetings that, that are attacking public education. Public education has been under attack from within for decades. And it came to the surface in 2020 when kids went home and they were uh, they were on their doing their lessons on computers where parents could could look and see what was happening. That's when things started coming to light. That's when Loudoun County blew up. And that's when that governor out there said, oh, parents don't have a right. Parents shouldn't parents shouldn't make the decision about what happens in, in schools. No, that we must trust the teachers, trust the staff, trust the science, trust, trust, trust. Well, okay, but we're going to verify. We're going to do what Reagan told us. We're going to trust, but we're going to verify. And right now, there is no verification. You are not passing any of the any of the verification tests. They're they're not they're not being passed. Every single one of you up there in your little governmental ivory towers are 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 failing the the verification test. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. So just take that little smirk and and it, it just take it somewhere else because it's not it's not flying here. It's not it's not. It's not passing muster here. We're not buying it. We're not buying the the. We're not buying any of it. Uh, you're right though that, that there's a team that's fighting for kids and a team that's fighting against kids, and we know which team you're on, Mr. Secretary. You're not on the team that's fighting for kids. I promise you that. And your minions in the Department of Education and elsewhere, and in the teachers' unions are not on the side that's fighting for kids. That's not the team you're on. And again, uh, you go back and listen to yesterday's interview with Aaron Lee. If, you know, just pull it up on podcast, just find it. It is a solid hour of just, and I really just let her go with it. I ask a couple of questions and she just takes off. And I'm not going to interrupt that because People need to hear her story. I mean, I got in a couple questions, uh, but my questions at this point are just, I just want them to hear her. 
parents need to hear her story. And after hearing her story, if you live in Colorado, you need to pull your child from the public schools. Uh, don't don't say to me, oh, it's such a good public school, though. It's a great district. Uh-uh. No, there are no more great districts in Colorado. Uh, there can't be, not with the laws that are being passed out there. There, there cannot be a great school district. Just like Oregon, there are no great school districts in Oregon anymore. Those days are are done. If you live if you live in Oregon, your kid is out. Well, I'm in here. I'm telling you what to do. I can't tell you what to do. You're gonna do what you're gonna do. You're gonna do what you're gonna do. I'm just telling you. If you want to save your child, then you know that's really your only option. That's your only choice. If you if you live in Colorado, if you live in Oregon, you want to save your child. I would I would not have them in the indoctrination camp. I'd get them out. All right, I'm looking at an article here by S.A. McCarthy from the Washington Stand entitled Education Secretary Blasts Parents Who Act, quote, like they know what's right for kids. How dare those parents think that they know what's right for kids? Bunch of buffoons, bunch of parents that don't know anything. I've got a couple of similes I can throw in there, but I'm not going to. All right. This article says President Biden's education secretary is telling the media that the state knows what's best for children and parents don't. In an Associated Press interview on Friday, Miguel Cardona spoke to reporters about the present state of education in America noting the controversy surrounding the subject and saying, quote, I've never seen it where it is now. There was civility. We could disagree. We could have healthy conversations around what's best for kids. He compared the days when educators and parents cooperated to do what's, quote, best for kids. Contrasting that against the situation today, when parents protest at school board meetings, those evil parents, why, back in the day, there was civility. Parents and teachers got along. They were, well, it's true because the plaque in Millington Schools here in Michigan, the plaque from 1957, it says that there was a sacred purpose between school, family, and church. They united in a sacred purpose. There was civility, Mr. Secretary. There absolutely was civility. Because the school and the family and the church united together in one sacred purpose, which was to develop worthy, law-abiding, God-fearing citizens. According to, to Millington Schools in 1957, those aren't my words. Those came from the school board. Yes, there used to be civility, Mr. Secretary, but that school board wasn't trying to sneak pornography into the libraries. That school board wasn't trying to sneak boys into the girls' bathrooms and then not tell the parents about it. Mr. Secretary, yes, there was civility. Maybe not so much now, but parents, are, parents aren't happy. They are not happy with what's happening to their kids under your watch, Mr. Secretary. You're happy about it, though, because, you know, that little smirk on your face during the question you're, you're very happy about it. This is exactly how you want it to be. 
and your minions. The article continues. He claimed, quote, I respect differences of opinion. But Cardona followed that statement by saying, quote, I don't have too much respect for people that are misbehaving in public and acting as if they know what's right for kids. There's a team that's fighting for kids, and there's a team that's fighting against kids. Meg Kilgannon, Senior Fellow for Education Studies at Family Research Council, told the Washington Stand, quote, the arrogance of these comments captures almost perfectly the arrogance that parents face when they try to have any kind of impact on the public education system. Before Cardona even answers the question, he is sure to remind everyone that he's been in education for 25 years and also has a lot of schooling, but he's too humble to remind us of exactly how much. The implication is that he's the adult in the room and we should trust him. End quote. Also, while smirking feverishly, I might add. Although he later refers to politicians and offers some comments on how schools are funded, Cardona has faced backlash for his initial comments, which many perceive as an attack on parents who have spoken or protested at school board meetings across the country. Yes, that is correct. That's exactly how we perceive it. The, the man who wants to be considered the adult in the room is upset because parents, these sniveling little know-nothing parents, actually have the gall to show up to school board meetings and pretend like they know what's going on. These uneducated buffoons, how dare they pretend that they know what's right for their kids? Parents clashing with educators isn't a novelty in America, but parents in 2021 began protesting the LGBT and critical race theory content that school boards have been pushing in classrooms, garnering national attention in Loudoun County, Virginia, but rapidly spreading across the nation. And this is, this is an interesting statement here by the article. Many of the same policies and content items parents protested against in Loudoun County are still in play on a national scale. Absolutely, 100% correct. What the parents were fighting in Loudoun County is definitely still in play on a national scale, including pornographic content, LGBT propaganda, transgender bathrooms, locker room policies, parental notification policies requiring teachers to inform parents when their child attempts to socially transition to the opposite gender, or, I will add, policies that require the teacher to not inform parents, which is, you know, happening more often probably than we even know. The article continues, Cardona's comments aren't new territory for Democrats, though. In Virginia's 2021 gubernatorial election, education and parental rights proved to be of primary concern for Old Dominion voters, particularly after former governor and Democrat gubernatorial candidate Terry McCullough quipped during the debate, quote, I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach, end quote. You remember that? 
I know all of you remember it. Parents shouldn't be telling schools what schools should be teaching. These uneducated parents. And Cardona here has the same attitude. He has he might as well be saying the same thing. I respect difference of opinion, he says. I don't have too much respect for people who are misbehaving in public and then acting as if they know what's right for kids. That's that's what he's saying. He's saying the exact same thing. He doesn't think parents should be telling schools, or in this case, school board members, how to teach kids. Oh, unbelievable. The article continues. His comment was in response to a question on whether or not parents should have a say in removing books from school libraries. This is back to the McAuliffe comment. And followed months of parents complaining at school board meetings about sexually explicit material on bookshelves that children have access to. McAuliffe ultimately lost the election, despite a strong showing in polls up until the very day before the election. Hmm. Yeah, strong showing in polls, my eye. Republican Glenn Youngkin won the governorship after campaigning heavily in support for parental rights and weeding out woke education. Oh, if the Republicans would take some pages from the Yunkin playbook and start supporting parental rights in mass. Yeah, just just support. Just just support us because we know what's best for our kids. Contrary to the Secretary of Education, we know how to educate our own children. All right, uh, we will pick it up on the other side of this break. You are listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. Welcome back to the Dean's List. I am Dean Bowen. We are happy to have you on board today. We are discussing uh, the Secretary of Education and his recent comments. Actually, this whole department just needs to be, um, everyone just needs to be sent home. Just go home. We're shutting the doors. Uh, education should be in the hands of local citizens. It needs to stay in the hands of local school boards. 
there does not need to be a federal Department of Education. That is my official position on the matter. Back to this article from the Washington Stand, written by S.A. McCarthy. He says, uh, also in 2021, so he was he was referring to in 2021 what happened in Loudoun County and McAuliffe's statement during a debate that, quote, I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. And parents in Loudoun County went nuts. They just said, whoa, 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 what did you just say? Now, we know we didn't hear you say that. We think that we heard you say that you don't think that we should be telling you what to teach our kids. That's what we think we, we heard you say, but surely that's not what you said. And Terry McAuliffe's up there, yeah, that's exactly what I said. Yeah, yeah, parents should, should not be telling schools what to teach about their, teach their kids about anything. Hmm. That was the wrong thing to say to parents in Loudoun County. It's the wrong say. It's it's the wrong thing to say to parents anywhere. Um, parents anywhere. They, uh, you know. So we're gonna we're about to have twenty twenty one all over again. Also in twenty twenty one, the article continues. Attorney General Merrick Garland notoriously directed federal, state and local law enforcement to target parents who protested at school board meetings, classifying them as a threat. The memo Garland issued was in response to the National School Board Association, classifying parents as, quote, domestic terrorists. Testifying before Congress as recently as last week, Garland clarified under oath that he did not intend to issue any retractions or apologies regarding his statement and even defended his actions. Uh, so, yeah, <clears throat> uh, I just, and I, I have another article here somewhere in my stack of stuff that talks about a congressional committee that uncovered the fact that that letter from the school board was actually not of their own doing. It was actually suggested by the DOJ that, that the school board association write it. Um, I've got that here somewhere. I'm going to have to pull that up. I'm gonna, oh, here it is. Ah, oh, yeah. This is from Fox News. This is from Fox News, this article. It says, according to the Judiciary Committee report, this is this is uh this is from March 23rd, 2023. So it's an old article. It's a few months old. But while while the article itself might be old, the the attitude of the Democrats in the article is not old. It's it's the same attitude. It's the same playbook. It's the same evil that 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 we're dealing with now that we dealt with in March when this article came out. I mean, obviously, just last week Garland said under oath, yeah, I've got I do it all over again. All right. This article from Fox News says according to the Judiciary Committee report, the committee discovered that the NSBA, which is the uh, National School Board Association, 
the NSBA collaborated with the Biden White House to develop the language of the NSBA September 29th, 2021 letter to President Biden urging the use of federal law enforcement and counterterrorism tools, including the Patriot Act against parents. It also found that the NSBA shared a draft of the language of its letter with the White House, adding that no one raised concerns about the, quote, reference to counterterrorism tools or the inclusion of the Patriot Act in the letter, end quote. Uh, and Garland's okay with this. Garland's perfectly fine with this. Furthermore, this article this article from Fox News continues. Furthermore, the report also found that Attorney General Merrick Garland established a task force to enforce, quote, federal counterterrorism statutes to examine school board-related threats and highlighted the FBI's national threat. And just, just as recently as last week, under oath, testifying before Congress, Garland clarified that he did not intend to issue any retractions or apologies regarding his statement and even defended his actions. He defended his actions of weaponizing the Federal Bureau of Investigation against parents who had the gall to go to school board meetings and protest pornography in their school libraries to protest boys in their girls' bathrooms and to protest their children being transitioned without their knowledge. Oh, Dean, they weren't protesting that yet. Well, you know what? It's all the same to me. This Fox News article continues. One of the Judiciary Committee's investigations found that a, quote, FBI field office interviewed a mom for allegedly telling a local school board, quote, we are coming for you, end quote. All right. So a mom somewhere tells a local school board, we're coming for you. And, uh, and the, the FBI field office interviewed her for that. How dare you tell the school board you're coming for them? What, what did you mean by that? What did you mean when you said we're coming for you? You know, a mom. The complaint, I'm back to the article. The complaint, which came through a quote snitch line, alleged that the mom was a threat because of her affiliation with a quote right wing moms group known as Moms for Liberty, and because she is she is a gun owner. <clears throat> she's a gun owner. Oh, come on. She's a gun owner, and she's affiliated with Moms for Liberty. I mean, you know, they're right up there with MS-13. Moms, for, we better get the FBI out here because the Moms for Liberty are coming for us. Have you seen the Moms for Liberty? They are covered in tats. Their heads are shaved. They all have mohawks. They ride in on their Holly. 
Harleys. Have you seen the Moms for Liberty? We're quaking in our boots. Oh, give me a break. Uh, I just... Oh, the complaint came through a snitch line. Alleged that the mom was a threat because of her affiliation with a right-wing moms group known as Moms for Liberty and because she's a gun owner. Oh, boy. You can't have that. No, you can't have that. That's that's the trifecta right there. That is the trifecta. The Judiciary Committee's report goes on to say that when the FBI interviewed the mom, she told the agent that she was, quote, upset about the school board's mask mandates and that her statement was a warning that her, her organization would seek to replace the school board with new members through the electoral process, end quote. Thank you. Because if someone says to a school board member, we're coming for you, that's what they're implying. We're coming for your seat. We're going to primary you. We want, we want that seat that you're sitting in. It's not that they're coming for that person. They're coming for that person's seat. Oh, but, um, you know, the smart heads in the, in the Justice Department, oh, they know exactly. They, they, know what, they know what this mom meant. They know exactly what she meant. The whole world knows what she meant. The report goes on to list other examples of the FBI interviewing parents to assess whether they were engaged in terrorist activity. Yes, it actually says that. Those are the exact words in the article. I'm not making it up. That is exactly what the article says that there are other examples of the FBI interviewing parents to assess whether they were engaged in terrorist activity. How these terrorists, how dare they? Unbelievable. Per the report, one of the parents the FBI investigated challenged COVID-19 mask mandates. How dare you challenge mask mandates? Don't you know COVID-19 is going to kill you? How dare you? Mm, terrorists. Ter terrorists. Parental terrorism. Justice's testimony goes on to... So Justice is the... Uh, this is the lady who runs the, the Moms for Liberty, I think. I think she's the Moms for Liberty president. Yeah, and so she was testifying before the, um, I think before the Education and Workforce Committee. Justice's testimony goes on to blast the D the DOJ for betraying for betraying the trust of the American people. There must be accountability, she said. Thank you again for bringing this to light. Um, or actually, she might have been giving this testimony to the to the uh, Judiciary Committee. Well, the FBI made phone calls to parents who spoke out at meetings and wrote memos calling concerned parents, quote, domestic terrorists. I submit to you what the federal government was not doing was paying attention to the duty of schools to educate our children. Thank you, Mrs. Justice, because you are spot on. You are absolutely uh, spot on. This article, this article was from March 23rd. 
So while it's it's a couple months old, the attitude is not. The attitude is still with us because, you know, here we are last week, Merrick, Merrick Garland saying, no, I'm, I'm not going to apologize for that. Yeah, that uh, that should have happened. Those 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 evil parents. I'm back to the September 25th article from the Washington Stand by S.A. McCarthy. He continues, despite the comments made by Cardona and Garland, school boards and school board members endorsing and advocating parental rights have been receiving numerous threats, which is true. And why isn't um, Secretary Cardona saying anything about that? School board members are, are receiving death threats because they're advocating for parental rights. They're receiving death threats because they, they want parents to be notified if their son or daughter is talking about transitioning. Notify the parent immediately. And these school boards are, are, are receiving death threats. Is that, you know, is that the uh, lack of civility you're referring to? Mr. Mr. Secretary, hmm? is, is that it? Both from left-wing activists and even from the government. So threats have, have, death threats have come from activists, but death threats have not come from the government. Those threats have been in the form of lawsuits. In California, for example, the state's attorney general, Rob Bonta, has sued the Chino Valley Unified School District for implementing a parental notification policy and is reportedly investigating another school district for doing the same. And we've, we've highlighted this. We've talked about this, this case in particular in detail. Chino Valley School Board President Sonia Shaw has also received death threats for backing pro-parental rights policies. Yeah, she has. So what about that, Mr. Secretary? Are you going to address that lack of civility? No, no, you're not. No, because, I mean, obviously this, you know, this school board president, Sonia Shaw, she doesn't know what's right for kids, right? I mean, she doesn't. The fact that she, you know, is standing up for parental rights, ah, that's she doesn't know what she's doing, does she? I mean, clearly, Mr. Secretary, she has no idea what she's talking about. In New Jersey, a state judge banned several school districts from implementing the same parental notification policies Chino Valley and countless other school districts have mandated, despite the fact that a majority of Garden Staters, including a surprising majority of Democrats, support such policies. Did you know that? Did you know that a majority of people in New Jersey want parents to be notified? including, according to the article, a surprising majority of Democrats. Isn't it sad that we are surprised that that it, that Democrats would support this? It's because of the Democrat leaders. I mean, rank and file parents, whether they're Republican or Democrat, they want their parental rights. Absolutely. Democrat parents in New Jersey are going to support a policy that says, let us know what's going on. But you have this court of appeals in New Jersey saying, ah, no, parents don't have a right to know what's going on. Absolutely not. How dare they? 
The article continues, as an educator, Secretary Cardona should be more clear. Kilgannon commented. We're back to Kilgannon. I, I, I'm sorry. I just, I'm hopping all over article after article here, but just stay with me. Keep up. We're moving fast. We're back to Kilgannon. Quote, what people is he talking about who misbehave in public? Does he mean the teachers from Charlotte who terrorized the Union County, North Carolina superintendent's home? Because Union was going to reopen schools? Huh? Huh? Is that it, Mr. Cardona? Is he talking about the teachers who protested with hearses and headstones that they would die if they had to teach? Or maybe he's talking about the Kentucky or Montana leftists who shut down those state houses. I'm sure plenty of those folks, including teachers or administrators, are mostly certainly current or former students. If he's talking about parents, he should just say so. She continued, I hope everybody on the team that's helping kids keep talking this way because it will be very evident to voters that the last thing on that team's mind is helping. Because first and foremost, these people are bitterly clinging to failed ideologies and dangerous perversions that harm children, families, and societies. I could not have said it better myself. Unfortunately, I am out of time. Thank you for joining me today. We may pick up more of this tomorrow. We'll have to wait and see. In the meantime, America, invite your friends and family to get on the Deeds List. Let's unite to renovate the age.